spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go.
Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast. And it's my honor today to have Anna Kuba Bowers with me. She has been involved in racing for quite some time. And I'm excited to have her with us. She's um, got some exciting things going on in her life, and I'm going to let her share that with us. So welcome to the podcast, Anna. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm Anna, uh, formerly known as Kuba, now Bowers. Um, you know, I've uh, been in racing for about 10 years, but, you know, pretty much my whole life since I was six months old. Um, and uh, yeah, we just actually have a new addition to our family, um, Bella Sue Bowers. She is now three weeks old. Uh, my husband, Ryan Bowers, also races sprint cars. Um, and I have two sons, uh, stepsons, Nolan and Brody, both seven and five, um, also starting in racing. So, you know, we're, we're continuing the tradition through our family. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited to be here on the podcast. Well, that's exciting. And to have a little girl now with those two boys, that has to make your family pretty much complete. So, um, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. I'm happy for you. Yeah, so, you know, you started racing. You, I know you grew up in a racing family. So um, why don't you tell us about that? What What was your family involved in racing and how did you get started? Yeah, so it's actually 82 years ago now. Um, my grandpa had started racing midgets out in Colorado um, and kind of started the family, you know, legacy feat at that point with racing. Um, from there, it spread to my dad, Joe Kuba, um, and then my uncle, Jimmy Kuba, um, who raced, my, my dad raced for over 30 years. My uncle still has been racing up to this day. So it's been kind of fun racing against him um, after watching him growing up all these years. Um, and then my actual aunt Judy, um, she, Judy Kuba Dominic, she works in motorsports. She actually works for team Chevy, um, working on NASCAR, IndyCar, funny car, all of that. Um, so they kind of started it to got passed down to my brother, myself and my cousin, Jake. So my brother, Joseph and my cousin, Jake, um, and we, we all race. Um, so, you know, since I was six months old, I've been going, you know, to the track with them. Um, it was kind of a family affair. All of us would be there. Uh, my cousin, Jake and Katie, uh, we would be at the races with my grandma, Ethel. So it's been in the family for a long time um, and kind of got spread to keeps going down generations, um, which is really, really fun to be a part of. Um, and it's been really fun to race against, you know, family week in and week out. Um, and one, competitive side and the moral support is is just a lot of fun yeah and you know there's nothing better than having something where your your whole family's involved you know mm -hmm. it's it's nice that maybe your kids play football or do different things but it's not the same as going to the track and your whole family's there and then besides your blood relatives you've got your race family and and it's every weekend, you know, you're with those same people. And, and to me, that's just one of the blessings of being involved in racing is the people and the, the family atmosphere that you have, even if you're competitive against them at times, it's still fun to hang out and be with them at the track. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, that's definitely the case. Exactly. So tell my listeners what kind of cars you race and where you race and a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, yeah, so actually I race, um, I started out more in the wing 360 sprints um, up in the Midwest, upper Midwest sprint car series is kind of where I got my start. Um, 
and kind of that's evolved. They've had a non-wing program up there. So I started dabbling in a non-wing. I was racing a bit of both for a couple of years and then focused just on the non-wing for a couple of years as well. Um, so we raced, you know, Minnesota, upper Iowa, Wisconsin, um, you know, the Dakotas, there's some racing out there. So yeah, that's where we, we focus on the most, um, you know, racing between the two. Like I said, um, I've raced a lot more non-wing the last couple of years, uh, just, just for something different, um, but we'll we'll see kind of what the future holds. But yeah, yeah, that's where I where we usually race around uh, the Midwest. Okay, and so do you race against your husband ever? Uh, not anymore. We used to um, back, you know, when I first got my start, he was racing uh, B mods up in the Midwest, and then kind of got into sprint car racing. Um, so that's kind of where we met was, was racing against one another. Um, yeah. Yeah. He won a couple championships. And so, you know, he, he's pretty good shoe. So we've, we have fun talking about it, but yeah, now, right now we haven't been racing against one another and, you know, I'm not sure what the future holds with that. We may try to steer clear just, just because we don't need a, we don't need that kind of uh, animosity within the same house, but um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun, you know, seeing it from this side, uh, watching him, you know, from a different perspective, he's got, you know, a, just a way different driving style than me and, and can bring in a lot of information that's been able to really help me as a driver, I think too. So. Yeah. I would think that um, racing against your, your husband or wife or partner would not not be something that you would deliberately try to do because <laughs> sometimes there's enough stress in the house without bringing in something extra like that so and and especially racers tend to be pretty competitive yeah i was <laughs> and, just gonna uh, say we're pretty competitive so even like you know the the fun racing we do around here which we've we've talked about doing stuff like that um just for fun and it can get pretty heated so i can't imagine putting uh putting us under you know 900 horsepower machines and and no. racing against one another there so no that's probably not a not a good plan no. so um tell me what what's your favorite thing about being a race car driver um you know i think my favorite thing is obviously just um, being in the car you know it's the one place where you're you you're in control nobody's really influencing you and, and it's just it's always been one of those calm safe spots for me um and i've felt that way since i was little i just loved being in the car um, and then just the need for, you know, the competition and, and trying to beat the people in front of you. And, and like I said, um, I think obviously the family atmosphere is, is also a good, uh, it's also one of my favorite things. Um, there's just been a lot of people who have supported us throughout the years, um, and building that and building the community, I think is great. And, and, you know, being obviously a woman in mostly a male sport, being able to be that kind of difference for you know role model for women um and little girls i think is is probably one of my you know outside the car favorite things um just seeing them and getting them in the cars after the car after the races and and just showing them you know what what it is and that they can do it too so yeah we i, I wanted to talk to you about that obviously of course this is a podcast about women in motorsports and mm -hmm. and you know you grew up with lots of men in your family yeah. that were racing sounds like you were one of the few girls um in your family so um you know what's what would you say you want to do as far as influencing other girls do you have young girls and their moms that come up and talk to you about getting into racing and what would you say to those people yeah you know um i think over the years there's been 
a good handful that have actually got into racing, you know, after they've sat in the car and they've seen that they're able to do it and being able to help support them, you know, whether I give them a suit or give them shoes or helmets or things like that, you know, obviously I want to help them in any way that I can. And I think for them, it's just giving them the confidence, you know, that, yeah, it, it is a little bit intimidating being a female and mostly male dominated sport, but that you don't need to be afraid and that you don't need to, um, you don't need to be timid about it. And I think that's kind of the way that even I've approached the whole racing is I've never, you know, historically had a very girly looking car. Um, I didn't want to kind of put a target on my back. I wanted to be treated like everybody else out there. So, you know, even as some of the series directors have asked, you know, why don't you really, why don't you really put some pink or purple or stuff like that? And, and I just, I didn't want to do that because I wanted to be part of, you know, just like everybody else out there, I wanted to be given a fair shot and fair shake. And I think from my perspective, if I can keep building that and do more in the community with women, um, what that looks like, I'm kind of still trying to figure it out, but having gone through some of the concussion stuff that I've gone through and, you know, not just being a woman, but also being a woman that had, you know, some brain injury things and getting back out there and stuff like that is something that I want to tie together and try to help as many people as I can, whatever that looks like. Yeah, let's, let's, you know, and I was going to ask you about that too, and share whatever you're comfortable with, but mm -hmm. I know you, you've had some struggles, you know, as yeah. most people do in racing, but you've, you've had some, do you want to share a little bit about that and how you've overcome that and gotten back into the car? Yeah, so um, I took a pretty bad wreck in 2018. Um, you know, I at the time I didn't think I'd taken back to back ones. Um, it was a couple months apart, but at the time I didn't think it was really anything too serious. Um, and then as kind of time went on, I was realizing that it it was um, I wasn't fully there, like emotionally and just the head, my the vision and everything like that was really off. Um, so the rest of 2018, I wasn't actually able to get in, but we did rebuild the car and I got in um, for a practice just because I wanted to get in there as soon as I could, because it was kind of like one of those things ripping off the bandaid. You want to get back in it. So it's not haunting you for the rest of the season. So the rest of the off season. So I got in and, you know, I felt, I felt good as far as confidence in the car, but I just knew my vision and everything wasn't there. So fast forward to 2019, um, you know, we started the season off and again, I just kind of felt off a beat. I just, you know, wasn't, wasn't really on my game. I'd feel like I was really, you know, I'd, I'd be right against the wall in my mind and I'd look back on film and I was off like, you know, by, by a couple, either six feet or foot, whatever. Um, so it was one of those things where I just never really felt great in it. And I, I could, it was frustrating. It was extremely frustrating because you know, being competitive for the last couple of years to have to kind of rebuild that not and I, I mean I had a couple of good runs I still had some top fives and was hanging with the crew, um, the group but at the end of the day I, I knew I wasn't where I needed to be and it actually was um, another accident that I had just normal, you know, everyday life type of thing. And it shouldn't have been anything big after playing, you know, college sports and, and being, you know, an athlete that it should have been something that I, wouldn't have bothered me. Well, it kind of sent um, my concussion symptoms into a whirlwind and uh, it just got much worse. And, um, you know, what they don't tell you about concussions is really what it can do from an emotional standpoint and, and how it can it can really affect a lot of different areas about, you know, not just your memory, not just your, your everyday things. I mean, it can affect you really emotionally. And that's when it hit me. And so um, I actually got into the Mayo Clinic and was seen by one of their top, you know, neurologists. And so throughout 2000, I 
I rested the rest of 2019 and um, we were getting ready for 2020. And, you know, he was still debating, you know, if, if I was going to be able to be ready. And obviously with COVID, we didn't know quite was all what was happening. And then, you know, I ended up getting pregnant. So it kind of all worked out, you know, I get another, another year to recover, but it's one of those things where it can really, um, it can really mess with your mental state. And I'm excited to get back in there um, whenever that is. Um, and I do feel like I've came a long way. Um, and it, as far as being in a car, it will be, I'm really excited to kind of see where I'm at and where that vision is. But from everything that I feel, I feel like, you know, I'm back to, to where I need to be. Um, but yeah, it, it's been quite, it's been quite the journey. And, and I urge anybody who's had them to not take them lightly because that was the whole thing is, you know, get back in the car. When you take bad wrecks, you don't want to seem weak. And so I got right, wanted to get right back in the car. I didn't want anybody to think anything different of me. And, and, you know, especially again, being the female, I didn't want to be looked at as weak compared to everybody else, but you know, there's, there's something to be said, brain injuries are nothing to mess around with. And in our sport, unfortunately, you know, we have great safety equipment and it saved problem in my life for sure, but there's still the risks of the injuries and, and, you know, knowing that and just being smart about it, I think is the best way to kind of go about it. But yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, like the emotional part, sometimes we don't understand ourselves, mm -hmm. why we feel the way we do. And, yeah. and you, you know, you maybe weren't connecting that to the, the accidents. And so, yeah. you know, and then you put being pregnant on top of it, that adds a whole nother layer, doesn't it? But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, um, I, I don't know if you've read Dale Jr.'s book, but yep. it's I figured you had. It's a great book. And he went through the same thing you were just describing. He he just got back in the car, you know, the same as you had another accident and and finally realized that there was something more wrong than what he was willing to admit at first. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a hard thing to say, hey, I need some help. I don't care what kind of help it is. And, yeah. um, so thankfully you're, you've set a good example for not just young women, but you know, everyone in the sport that yes, you can't take it lightly. It's, it's a very serious thing mm -hmm. and better to be checked out and be okay than to keep going and then have something really serious happen. So I, I admire that you realize that, Hey, I need, I need a doctor's help and, and no better place in the Mayo Clinic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was exactly it. It wasn't just, you know, what am I jeopardizing for myself, but what am I jeopardizing for the people I'm competing against? You know, if I think I have, you know, a car width between me and a car and I really don't, you know, that kind of stuff in my reaction time, you know, it's not worth jeopardizing everybody else. But luckily I had a really good support system. You know, my, my dad, Joe, um, and, and my husband, Ryan came to a lot of the appointments there and, and they were the ones pushing it there, you know, knowing that I wasn't who, you know, wasn't right in the same sense, um, really helped because it's not easy like for anybody to admit that they need additional help when it comes to anything, but especially when it comes to brain injuries, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So now what's 2021 look like? Are you going to take this year off because of your baby? Um, yeah. So right now we're actually building a, a 360 program um, for Ryan and we're kind of going to focus on that to start um, and then kind of see, you know, what the end of 2021 looks like 2022 to start rebuilding my, um, my car just 
right now with with still COVID kind of lingering and businesses being down and sponsorship not being quite where it is, you know, we're going to, I'm trying to really focus on, on kind of getting a little bit more, um, rebuilding our program so I can, you know, rebuild our, um, into 2022. Um, so I don't know, we'll see, hopefully, you know, maybe take some towards the end, um, maybe get in the car, but if not have a stronger, I'd rather come back stronger with a good program than to come in kind of halfway doing it. Um, yeah. And with us both kind of trying to get in a car, I think it's it's probably best, especially with the newborn too. But um, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I, I'm excited to eventually get back in a car, but I'm also excited for Ryan to kind of get back in a 360 wing car and and see what he can do and, and be focusing on on that too. So we will see. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. You know, it's I, I'm with you there that sometimes we want to rush in back into something and then we're like oh i probably should have waited better to be a little bit more safe than sorry in yeah, that, yeah. In that case and i you know you're young and you've got plenty of time yet to get back in it so uh, well, I that's exactly it. ryan ryan was like i didn't even get in a sprint car till i was around your age so you've got you've got a leg on me so and that's what i keep taking you know for a great assault that you know there's only a couple years that that belt miss bella will be this little and she can yeah. enjoy just being at the races and i can be there for her and eventually ryan and i will probably switch roles and i'll be racing and he'll be doing more of the support role so it's it's it'll be good and i'm excited for uh both of our futures as far as that goes yeah absolutely you've you've got plenty of time to do the things that you want to do and and those babies let me tell you i i shared with you before we got on that my daughter had a baby in october and you know luckily we've been in arizona where we could enjoy seeing him grow these last few months but they grow and change so quickly that mm -hmm. you've got to enjoy every minute of that little one while you can so i, I encourage you to do that <laughs> Yeah. And with the boys, you know, Nolan and Brody both racing too. We, we have our summers pretty much full. So throwing uh, both of us racing is can, can kind of create a lot. So, you know, I'll, I'll play the crew chief hat for a little bit for, for all three boys. And, um, you know, like I said, I really did having Ryan race my non-wing car last year. Um, I really did learn a lot and, you know, just his knowledge and his ability to kind of see things that I don't see and feel things that I don't feel um, can really, I think, really help my program going forward too. So I see it as all positive, regardless of whether I'm in or out of the car, as long as I'm involved in some way, I think is great. And, and still being able to be there for fans and doing events, um, you know, to get, to get women and, and just everybody else getting them to come see us. And that's my goal. So still being out there and, and being around, I think is going to be, is going to be great. Yeah. And you know, it isn't always about the driver, no offense to yeah. the drivers, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that go on that people who, who just go to the track to watch a race, they don't even begin to understand what it takes to put that car on the track mm -hmm. and all the things that happen behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a lot to do. And, you know, I always talk to people and say, you need to go to the track one, at least once, go into the pits and hang out with one of your favorite drivers, you know, ask them ahead of time, but get there when they get there at noon, when the races don't start till six o'clock, you know, do all those things because you appreciate the people that are there racing so much more when you know the process, yeah. because, you know, they don't show up at 
five o'clock to race at six o'clock. They show up at noon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, well, like you were it, saying how it's different than, you know, just going to a baseball game. It's a, it's an all day, it's an all day event. And we we've joked about that before. It's like, yeah, it's not just going to an hour long softball game with your kids. It's, it's, you know, you're spending 12 hours, you're spending the whole day and night there. So yeah. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and especially, you know, when you need to have people like just, like you said, there's a lot of work and to be having consistent, you know, crew coming week in and week out sometimes doesn't always happen. Other people have lives and schedules and yeah. things like that. So, you know, this past summer, we were grateful to have occasionally some people helping. Um, you know, we have some good friends that, that chime in and, and do jump, jump in and help. But some of the races, it's just me, Ryan and my dad, you know, and, you know, obviously my mom too, but yeah, it gets, it's busy when, when you have things go wrong too, you know, you gotta yeah. be all hands on deck. So Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, it's great to have those people that help and want to help, but they have lives too. And, right. you know, you, and, and it's not a paid job, you no, know, no. <laughs> it's no, people are just coming because they, they want to support you. And, you know, we're so grateful for the people that we do have in our corner because without them, we wouldn't be able to be there at the track all the time. And especially this coming year, you know, with having three kids at the track and yeah. everything like that, you know, we'll need all the support and help that we can get. So it's, it's it, like you said, it's a community and you have people there in your corners and that's, that's what makes it so wonderful. Well, and not to mention, we're talking the cost. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about that. Um, you know, you go to a football game, like, okay, that's, that's not very expensive to have your kid playing in football compared to racing. So right. You know, when you talk to people about the cost of tires and, and let's say you have, you know, four people come to help you, you probably buy their pit passes or do this or feed them. And it, the costs start to get way higher than what you would expect or people who don't have to pay, they're just spectators, they don't understand the cost. Right. Can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, how, how do you deal that? How do you find sponsors, that kind of thing? Yeah. So like I said, that's kind of what uh, we've been balancing out this year, just with COVID, you know, we've had some really great sponsors over the years. And last year we really didn't get a lot of, you know, help from them and, and, and understandably with everything going on. So we kept most of them on as, you know, sponsors, just assuming, you know, just in good faith for all their support. So going back to them this year, it's a little more difficult, but um, you know, with COVID kind of still lingering, but we we just keep asking and we we understand that you know maybe it's not as much as they've given in the past and you know kind of going back to people that maybe hadn't given us in a while try to go back to them and and yeah just go to local businesses you know they're the ones around and, and they're hurting but you know if you can do an events with them and you can bring the car out and try to drag you know bring some more people and, and traffic to their to their whatever restaurant or, you know, hardware store, whatever that is, um, that's obviously your goal. And, and, and it's, it's hard. It's hard on, I think anybody, you know, to, to get those sponsors, but we've had some really great support. You know, I've worked for King Solutions for six years now, and they've been a huge supporter of us. FBP um, has supported me pretty much for the last six to seven years. Um, and, you know, they've been really great. Uh, and, and same with you know, all of the other sponsors. I know Ryan has had some Hilltop, um, and, and just people like, you know, they, whether they don't us, donate us a tire for the, the night or help with fuel um, for the cars. I mean, every little bit counts. And that's why it's like you said, tires, I mean, for sprint car tires, you, you could be going through it, you know, when the track rubbers down, you go through a tire set of tires a night and that's, you know, $500 right there out the window. So yeah. Um, yeah. it is costly as much as, you know, the, the programs around here try to keep 
the cost overall down, it's, it still costs a lot. And that's, that's not with anything going wrong. So, um, you know, we try to just balance it out and we try to, you know, keep the people, um, keep asking and, and understanding and try not to be pushy about it. Cause we understand that it's all hard times for everybody. And at the end of the day, it's our fun. So we want to, we wanted to just keep, to keep continuing that way. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was getting harder anyway to find mm -hmm. sponsors. And then the COVID thing has really put a damp, damp on everything. And even events, you know, um, I yeah, was supposed to really bring people. Yeah. yeah. I was yep. supposed to have 15 events last summer at NASCAR events. Yeah. And, and they all got canceled because, mm -hmm. you know, they weren't having any fans and then they were having limited fans, but that, and so, and same so far for this year, you know, um, we're going to go to Knoxville and we're, we've got a couple other ones that we're working on getting scheduled. But as far as like the NASCAR events, um, there's just not going to be the fans there that make it worthwhile for the track or me to plan a big event. And it's, it's really put a damper on, you know, concessions and the people that work at the track. I mean, there's so many people that it's affected that um, maybe we don't think about. And so, you know, I'm just crossing my fingers that this COVID thing goes away so we can all go back to having as many fans as we want at the racetrack. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. And, and even them coming down after the races, you know, isn't as wasn't as big as this past year as it had been. And yeah, I think everybody's kind of getting ready to be back to normal after a year of this. Um, you know, I, I, the tracks, drivers, you know, people like yourselves, everybody, I think, wants a little bit of normalcy. And and it was nice even last year, kind of getting to the track and and seeing somewhat normal. I mean, obviously not a hundred percent, but still fans in the stands and just being yeah. at the track and, and feeling like at least that part was somewhat normal, but yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully this vaccination and things like that kind of push, push us over this hump. And I know some of the States around here are starting to lift their masks, um, the mask requirements. So hopefully that means that we'll, we're moving in the right directions. Now, what state do you live in? I live in Minnesota. That's what uh, I thought. Yeah. 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 Which they yeah. haven't, but Wisconsin, which is one of our home tracks is Cedar Lake. We race there a lot of, but they've just uh, lifted their mask requirements. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I hope so. One state at a time, you know, yeah. I live in Michigan, but I'm in Arizona for the winter, but uh, Michigan is the one state that they can't play basketball. My granddaughter is just, you know, she's a big basketball player and, and M Michigan gets the... <laughs> she's the governor there is really clamps down on everything more mm -hmm. so than here I'm in Arizona and yes you know you're supposed to wear masks and everything but everything's open yeah. you know and it's just such a different atmosphere but um yeah we're, we're just, difficult yeah with kids up here wearing masks while they're playing I mean at least they get to play but yeah it's it's hard for sure but it has been hey we're coming down to visit in Arizona so if you're still there we might oh, we have to come say hi when are yeah. you gonna be here um, the beginning of March. So oh, I think the first week, the here. week. Yep. There's yeah. a, there's a race that we might try to get to depending on. Okay. Sprint car race down there. So. We'll All see. right. So we're going to have to talk about that when we get off the yeah, podcast definitely. and let me know because yeah, I'll be here till April 1st. So sounds good. Great. Well, Anna, is there anything that I haven't talked to you about or ask you that you'd like to share uh, with our listeners? Um, no, you know, I just, I think it's great what you do. Um, I think, you know, women in racing is every one of them out there, you know, it's just great to have this community and the support, um, you know, there, 
just to bring us all together because you don't quite always hear about what's going on other places you know up here we have a few of us um i know tori tori knudsen has been probably on the podcast before too and yeah she's a, she's a great advocate um you know up here but outside of that it's kind of nice to bring us all together a little bit for community so um you know i'm, I'm proud to be a part of it and proud to to help support in any way um and I just hope that we can keep growing it and keep growing more women getting into the sport. And, you know, hopefully we got another one here in about six years starting up. Um, but we'll, we'll see, but yeah, we're, I, I just a thank you for, for having me on the show and the podcast and um, yeah, look forward to a good season. Hopefully things open up. Yeah, I agree. Well, I appreciate those kind words and thank you for that. Um, appreciate your support of the IWMA and, and uh Hopefully we have a good summer with your husband racing. You know, we're going to, we're going to get it to as many tracks as we can and try to, to encourage women to come out and watch if they're not interested in being a race car driver. That's another thing that one of, you know, one of the things we want to do is show women that racing is not just a man's sport, even as a spectator. We, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of women think, oh, that's my husband's deal. And they've never been to a racetrack. And if we can yeah. just get them there, I think they'll understand that, hey, this is pretty cool. And uh, they'll they'll get the bug like you and I have gotten. So, well, it's so cool. I mean, like you don't have to just be a driver. My aunt Jamie, um, I'll just kind of give her a quick plug here. She's sure. been, uh, I mean, a huge crew, crew chief contributor for both my uncle going, growing, whatever, when I was growing up and now my cousin and, you know, she's the crew chief, she handles everything and they go through her and like, you know, you don't have to just be the driver. You can be on the mechanic side and, and just being supportive. You know, my mom hasn't missed, you know, probably one of my races almost ever. So it, it you can be there in different capacities and, and still be involved. It's not just a man, you know, men's sport from every perspective. So there's, there's a lot to be said about that. And there's a lot to be said that what we can bring that's different, you know, than men in the sport and, and different whole, whole ball game when you throw some more women involved, I think for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's plenty of opportunity for anybody to get involved in any way that they're interested. So encourage, yep. encourage the women listening. If you haven't been to the racetrack, it's time to get to your local track and check it out. And, um, and get involved because it it really is a great sport to be a part of so yeah and if you are in the midwest and you want to come out you know i'm happy to take you on my under my wing while i'm not fully racing it's a little bit easier for me to be able to do that and show people around the track a lot uh then when i'm driving i'm a little more focused and not right. able to help as much but yeah absolutely any any of you guys uh in the in the minnesota area let me know um i have my facebook pages anna kuba racing um, feel free to message me, direct message me, um, and reach out. I would love to hear from you. Okay. That's awesome. So there's, there's your invitation, ladies. You have no excuse not to get out there and check out the behind the scenes part too, of being involved with a race team. So Anna, I just want to thank you so much for taking time. I know when you have a new baby, sometimes it's not, things don't always work out and then I had a technical issue so we had a little issue this morning but thank goodness that we finally connected we've been wanting to do this for a while and yeah I appreciate you and all the things that you do and um, I definitely want to see you in March when you come out so um, absolutely thanks for being a part of this and um, have a good season yeah thank you very much Spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. 
In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go.